So, what does schizophrenia look like? We've covered a few other questions in this podcast, but not what it actually appears to be. I wasn't sure, obviously, so to start, I asked both Muck and Rochelle a few questions similar to this question to see what they had to say. How do you detect schizophrenia? Part of the difficulty is that schizophrenia can happen with anyone. Schizophrenia isn't the problem, it's untreated schizophrenia. So when someone doesn't have access to treatment, symptoms magnify gradually. So the brain betrays someone who has schizophrenia that uh, you can have elevated sensory perceptions that are misunderstood because what happens in my brain is very, very real to me, right? If I'm sitting talking to you and I'm really anxious about this presentation, my brain is going to release anxiety chemicals. If I'm not aware of myself or that I'm anxious, I might make that anxiety mean you're a scary person and I might make up a story about that. So schizophrenia has that capacity in the brain to make me want to make up a story that it's about something else outside of me because it's too scary to think that my brain is betraying me. So there's a kind of a fragmentation between reality and what I'm experiencing. Everyone else is experiencing a sunny day, but I might be having a sensory perception difficulty thinking that it's raining or thinking that that person is scary or a heightened sense of not of being unsafe or afraid in the world because it can't be that my brain is betraying me. So it must be something or someone outside of me is making me feel the danger that I'm feeling. So a lot of learning how to treat schizophrenia is learning how to make those messages that are symbolic in my brain more real and less abstract. After speaking to Rochelle and getting her input, I once again talked to Muck to see what he had to say. How long did it take for your schizophrenia to be noticed by somebody? Not very long. Once it started, it came in like a thunderstorm. After a little bit more thinking and a lot more researching, I came to a conclusion on detecting schizophrenia. There are two very different points of view for this. One has already been talked about a lot, and that's the point of view from the person suffering from schizophrenia, which is obviously the more hard to imagine point of view. But the other point of view are the people like Mug's wife or Mug's father, the people around him that didn't know what was going on when his schizophrenia first came into effect. Fortunately enough, I was actually able to contact Mug's wife, Mindy, to get her insight on what was going on when Mug's schizophrenia took hold. And now I am here with Mug's wife, Mindy. Hi. She is also here to answer some of the questions. What was the worst part of the schizophrenia from your husband? I think it was before we knew what it was called. I just knew that something was going wrong, that Mark very clearly was not acting as the Mark I'd known for the last 15 years. Um, So everything was very unknown. Um, We really had no idea what was going on. We just knew something was happening. By we, do you mean you? Or did he think something was happening as well? Uh, No, I hadn't really um, voiced my suspicions yet because I could sense there was a paranoia with Mark. But I had started to 
um, reach out to some of our friends and to Mark's parents, kind of looking for confirmation as to was this really happening or was I imagining things? All right, thank you. What was the best part of the schizophrenia, if there was one? I think that is a very tricky question because it was a very difficult time and it took a while to get a diagnosis and with medication it really did take a few years before things started to kind of get back to a new normal but I think the best part is that we really truly saw who our friends were and who was there to support us versus people who heard the term schizophrenia and that scared them and they didn't know how to deal with it and so they left our lives. But our family and friends were incredibly supportive and really rallied around Mark and myself and I think that was the hidden blessing in his diagnosis. When did you realize that Mark had schizophrenia? I trusted in the doctors because I knew that whatever was happening was way out of my field. So I relied on their expertise. Now getting Mark to the hospital was a very difficult task because he did feel that um, I was out to get him um, and have him committed against his will, which was not my intentions, I just wanted someone to look at him and get him some help. So we finally were able to get him there. Um, it took his dad some convincing him um, to finally believe that it was not me who put him there, um, but that um, Mark really didn't have much clarity until they were able to get some medication in him and then he could realize that it wasn't his family that was out to get him. But I really trusted the doctors. Thank you. What Mindy said is obviously intense. It shows how much of a bombshell this illness can have. However, I did have one more contact regarding what schizophrenia looks like from the outside. Somebody who has seen what schizophrenia can be and what it can look like, even when it's at its absolute worst. So, once again, I called on Sergeant Paul with a few more questions than earlier. How identifiable is it? Like, is it blatantly easy to see? Schizophrenia is not easy to see. Um, personally, I'm aware of the statistics as to the large uh, number of individuals who are diagnosed with schizophrenia that are able to function normally in society and rarely, uh, if ever, deal with police. Uh, but when it is visible, that's oftentimes when police are called, is when schizophrenia becomes visible, uh, either to a member of the public or to a family member or a friend of the individual. And, uh, and that's when we typically respond. Uh, we'll often get called as well by partner agencies like emergency medical services or the fire department to assist with their calls if they have concerns about their own personal safety which can often arise with uh, schizophrenic individuals who are having crises or a break from reality. Um, as I mentioned previously, 
the unfortunate part is that we don't have a lot of day-to-day -day interactions with individuals who have schizophrenia that are functioning uh, without contact with police or other emergency medical services. So the ones we do have contact with are often in full-blown crises that require some sort of police intervention uh, and sometimes the use of force as well. So that can really skew how we see individuals with schizophrenia. Uh, and sometimes from time to time, we also assist uh, Alberta Health Services with uh, community treatment orders. And we do have a PAC team, the uh, Police and Crisis Team in Calgary, where police officers are partnered with a mental health clinician, typically a nurse trained in uh, psychiatry. And they often administer the community treatment orders uh, nowadays. However, in the past, it was often a patrol officer who would be assisting Alberta Health Services with uh, typically apprehending an individual and uh, bringing them in for um, their community treatment order, which means uh, a needle and their medication being injected. Now, coming across those individuals uh, is another point as well, is uh, dealing with individuals who are heavily medicated uh, and schizophrenic. They can often um, zone out is the best description. And uh, they move quite lethargically, might not be able to acknowledge people, all side effects of some forms of schizophrenic medication or medical programs that those individuals are on. And we'll often get calls about them as well because they might be slow crossing the street, they may slow or slur their words, and people assume that they're either um, drunk or high on drugs when the case is that they're actually just experiencing some of the severe side effects of the medication that they're being given. Okay, thank you. How can we detect schizophrenia? Like, is there any way to, in advance? Well, there's the Diagnostic and uh, Statistics Manual. There's some evidence that schizophrenia is in part uh, genetic. Uh, there's no clear-cut method that I'm aware of um, that would allow for the detection of schizophrenia in advance, like you said. Uh, there are some higher risk factors that make it more probable that an individual may uh, experience schizophrenia. Um, typically in males and before the age of 31 is when it would present itself. But that's not always possible. An extreme case that comes to mind is the, uh, I believe it was Matthew DeGroote, uh, who was a son of a Calgary police inspector at the time and was involved in the uh, Brentwood homicide where he stabbed and murdered five individuals. Uh, experiencing one of his first schizophrenic episodes. Okay, so there's not really a good way, you're saying? There is, there's no, hmm, I don't know if good way is the right way to describe it. There's no clear cut uh, method of predicting whether somebody is or is not going to uh, experience schizophrenia in their life. And it often happens after somebody has started to show uh, symptoms of schizophrenia, is my understanding. And then they would be diagnosed often using the uh, DSM-5, I believe, these days. What can schizophrenia look like at its worst? Does it always look somewhat the same? Schizophrenia varies when you see it. Uh, if I had to categorize it, I would, in my experience as a police officer, put schizophrenia under three general categories. Uh, the first being where an individual is experiencing a mental health crisis and uh, may have had that separation from reality 
and is acting or speaking uh, in a way that attracts attention from other people who end up calling the police for service. Uh, and that could be anywhere from people talking about um, being abducted by aliens or being monitored by intelligence services or biker gangs are examples of frequent calls that we get. Individuals who might be trying to swat away non-existent bugs or, or enemies that, that don't actually exist uh, outside of uh, the reality that that person's experiencing at the time. Then another category would be individuals who are acting out violently and physically as a result of the schizophrenic episode that they are having. Uh, and that can involve physical assaults on random people, arming themselves with weapons and striking objects uh, in a way that threatens other people. Or in some very extreme episodes, individuals like uh, the Groot who ended up attacking individuals with a weapon. And then the third category that we typically deal with in Calgary are uh, people with schizophrenia who've been heavily medicated and as a result are experiencing some extreme side effects of the medication that causes them to act in a way that gets attention from the public who believe that they might be drunk or uh, under the influence of drugs because members of the public don't typically have experience with those individuals and so that attracts attention to police. It's very rare that police proactively deal with individuals who have schizophrenia. Um, we don't seek them out per se, apart from our police and crisis team that uh, will uh, affect community treatment orders and ensure that they're being followed. Uh, it's often a reaction and a response to a call from service from members of the public who are concerned about somebody's action. And that's often how we see uh, schizophrenia manifest. Thank you. So Paul, obviously, has had a lot of encounters with schizophrenia. Unfortunately, most often at its worst. As he said, the three types of schizophrenia, he's dealt with them all consistently. I googled that person Paul was talking about, Matthew DeGrood. In this unfortunate experience, Matthew's schizophrenia got the best of him, and convinced him multiple people were vampires or werewolves with the intent to hurt or kill him. He then stabbed multiple people in fear. This is a prime reason of why people are so scared of this illness. Unfortunately, in this scenario, Matthew did not manage his schizophrenia well at all, and it ended up hurting himself and others in the process. And again, this is all you will hear when it comes to schizophrenia. Stories of people who couldn't manage their schizophrenia and suffer because of it. But if they can manage their schizophrenia, they turn out alright. Look at Mark, you know? Matthew did get his medication, and now lives a normal life with his charges completely dismissed due to the fact that he was suffering from an untreated mental illness. Again, pushing the idea that schizophrenics, when they're able to manage their illness, are not somebody to be scared of. They're simply people. People that need help. 